Wrigley's Spearmint Gum presents The Howard Miller Show. And now here with Music on Records is Howard Miller. Thank you very much, Hal Stark. Good morning, everyone. This is Howard Miller from Chicago, talking to the entire nation and uh, basically talking to two very good friends of mine out on the west coast of California, whom in just a moment you're going to have an opportunity of meeting, Mr. and Mrs. Jose Farrar. But, of course, uh, the lady of the combo is not to be subordinated completely by the great career of the star of stage, screen, television, and whatnot, because, of course, Mrs. Farrar is also a careerist in her own right, the very lovely and lovable Rosemary Clooney. We're going to go out to their Beverly Hills home in just a half of a jiffy and talk to them and find out what's happening to the heat wave out there. But before we do, I just want to remind all of you on this Labor Day that wherever you are and wherever you're planning to go, there's nothing more refreshing to take along with you than Wrigley Spearman chewing gum. And if you're driving your automobile through all the heavy holiday traffic, I hope that you'll relieve the tension that builds up behind a wheel and Keep your tempers a little bit on the long side rather than the short side, and the easiest way to do it is by always keeping mouth refreshed and mouth happy with Wrigley Spearmint. It's wholesome, refreshing, and delicious. So the next time you stop for gas driving into your own home port, you stop into the filling station where they feature good gum along with the good gas, and that good gum would naturally be Wrigley Spearmint chewing gum. Well, let's go out to California now before we play any music today, because this is the sort of interview that we want to use just as much time as we possibly can, because both of these two very wonderful people of the show world have great careers to talk about. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we make a fast network switch now and take you to the home of Mr. and Mrs. Jose Ferrar in sunny California. Rosemary Clooney, is it still hot and sunny out there? It's kind of cool and sunny this morning, Howard. How are you? Well, I'm just wonderful, thank you, and uh, this is pretty early in the morning for you West Coasters, isn't it? Oh, it's great. You know, I was up at 5.30 this morning. Really? And so was Joe, weren't you? That's right. We uh, took the kids out to the beach and went riding through the waves on horseback for about an hour and got got them all waked up and then uh, came back and had breakfast. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Do you have your own stable out there, Jose, or do you rent horses or what? Uh, we rent horses. We've got a, a friend of ours who has a, a ranch out in Malibu, and uh, he lets us use his horses, and uh, he looks after kids most of the day, as a matter of fact. He's a man who's made a career of... Uh, of uh, letting people enjoy his ranch. He doesn't charge uh, for it. He just asks uh, friends to uh, help in the feed bills. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Boy, that's charming generosity. And then you ride right on the uh, soft, uh, watered sands of Malibu Beach. That's oh, right. It's wonderful. In and out of the fishermen. <laughs> Gee, that sounds like a lot of fun. There was, uh, a, there was a seal on the beach this morning, believe it or not. There was? Yeah, and he saw us and waddled into the water and gave us all a swimming lesson. Well, is that an unusual sight uh, there, or is it customary to see him? I, I don't know. I've never seen one before. How far do you folks live, uh, Jose, from uh, the beach proper? Oh, we're about, uh, oh, I'd say an hour away, aren't we, honey? Well, we're not from Malibu. We're only about 15 minutes from, from the ocean. Yeah. Yes. Uh, before we go into the career of um, Rosemary Clooney, Jose, I want to tell you that today is... Uh, Opening day over at the Woods Theater of this great motion picture that's received such tremendous reviews across the country, The Shrike. As I understand it, this is a, a, a psychological type of melodrama, isn't it? Uh, that's right, Howard. It's, uh, it's uh, basically the story of a relationship and a marriage between a man and a woman. The woman is played by June Allison, and I do the other part. And uh, uh, I, think that the, uh, I think that the film, as being a little different from the play, the play was... Uh, kind of a melodrama about a man getting out of a mental hospital. I think of the film as being um, the story of a man and a woman uh, who meet and fall in love and get married and for a while are happy and then uh, something begins to happen to their marriage as happens to so many uh, people in this world. Yeah. And uh, 
by studying each other and going through a series of extraordinary circumstances, they learn more about each other and they decide to try again. Well, Jose, are you uh, strictly the performer in this show, or are you also producer? No, I'm not the producer. I'm the director of the of, of the film, Howard. This is my first directing job, and uh, uh, it's probably the biggest thrill I've ever had in show business was directing a movie. I've done another one since, which won't be released till the end of the year, but I plan to do many more. Well, now, as the director, did you cast the characters? Yes, the, I'm the reason a... I the reason I ask the question is this, Jose, because I have not seen the show. I'm anxious to see it today. I'm going over to the woods, but I have read the reviews, all of which are terrific. And uh, from my memory of the synopsis from the storyline, it is psychological, and uh, the Shrike, of course, is taken from the bird who uh, or which impales its victims. And uh, strangely enough, your wife, who is a strange, mad impaler of humans, uh, is you Jean mean Allison, in the film, who seems Howard. so unlike that sort of character. <laughs> well. Uh... I, I think uh, that the, the the roles that June has played typically in the past are unlike that character, but what June does in the film is to give what I consider a very uh, penetrating, very subtle character study because she starts out uh, as a very average girl, and uh, then during the ten years or so of marriage which we portray on the screen, you see the disintegration uh, of two people who become uh, malicious and vindictive and... Uh, and cruel with each other, although to the outside world they remain the same two charming normal people that they were. Yes. In fact, I would say that the thing that I'm proud of about the film, and uh, if the film uh, is a big success, I feel this way, and if it's a big failure, I feel this way, uh, is that I think that nobody can see this film and not recognize a little bit of either a friend or a relative or, them, or, or themselves in it. I think that this picture uh, uh, shows one instance of the many, many instances that we have around us in the world today of of uh, what people undergo in marriage, and I think that the moral of the picture is a very noble moral, which is that marriage is like everything else in life. If you want to make it work, you've got to work at it. Nobody hands you a happy marriage. You have to go out and make it a happy marriage, and then the rewards are worthwhile, and if, you, uh, if a marriage fails, it's the fault of the two people. Whatever the reasons may be, there may be extenuating circumstances, but it's their fault that it didn't work. Yes. Uh, speaking of this business of marriage, Rosemary Clooney, I think that um, I, I know you much better, much uh, more intimately than I, I know Jose, and I know what a sweet and wonderful person you are. I would be inclined to think that you have a philosophy of marriage, and uh, you have uh, gone into marriage with your eyes wide open to the fact that you uh, also married a careerist, and both you and Jose, of course, have a great career. There must be a formula to success in careerist marriage, is there? I tell you something, Howard. I think one of the, the most basic rules as far as any marriage is concerned, whether it has to do with people that have separate careers or not. I think that it's giving 100% instead of stopping at 50, you know? Yes. So if each person gives 100, I mean, certainly it's bound to work out. I think so. I think you're right. Uh, Jose, uh, rather, Rosemary, let me ask you this question first. What, uh, what are the problems of two careerists like you and Jose whose work actually, while it's uh, counter to each other, is not the same, Jose basically being an actor, you basically being uh, a musical talent, do you uh, have some common interest in the theater? Or does he have a greater common interest for your music? You know, I think that we uh, we have so many interests that I don't know anything that we don't have in common. Don't you say That's that? That's right. I would certainly say that. It's like riding horseback at 5.30 on Malibu Beach. <laughs> How's little uh, Miguel? Oh, yeah, we just sent him back to his nursery because he looked a little hungry. He was, he was, <laughs> I, think he was, I think he was mad he wasn't broadcasting. So you shoot him away from our Wrigley Spearman show, huh? Yes. Well, now, Rosie, we have a record of yours up on the turntable. I think I'll give a spin to it now, and that'll leave us a few more minutes after it's over to talk again. This is um, one of your recent ones for Columbia, and I noticed it's on all the charts now as a bestseller across the country, and it's well understood why it is, because it's so cute and so typical of your great ability at affecting a dialect. Where did you get this material? Um, 
Well, uh, Mitch Miller found it, I think, uh, from that Sands show. You know, the Las Vegas show, Howard? Yes, yes. Uh, Milton DeLug and Bob Hilliard wrote it. Was it written for you? No, it was written for that show, really. Gee, it sounds like they were commissioned to write it just for you, though, in that show, because it uh, is so typical of so many of the other things, the fine things that you've done, like uh, Bought You Me and Come Out of My House. It's almost like a Ross Bagdasarian tune. It is, isn't it? I hope it can do as well for you. Let's listen to it. Rosemary Clooney, very wonderful Columbia record called Sailor Boys Have Talked to Me. In English. Rosie, Rosie, you are the one we love. Sailor boys have talked to me in English. Sailor boys have told me what to say. Sailor boys have talked to me in English. Now I know all about the USA. San Francisco is in Chicago, Arizona is in Wyoming, Missouri is in Massachusetts, and everything in Texas is Vermont. The man successful is in the Navy, is very lucky to kiss a sailor. He promised next year I win the sweepstake. I kiss the sailor when he tell me that. Sailor boys have talked to me in English. Sailor boys have told me what to say. Sailor boys have talked to me in English. Now I know all about the USA. The president man is Davy Crockett. He joined the Navy to come and see me. He make me present of Pennsylvania. But every time we kiss, I give it back. He bring me banjo from old Susanna. He sing me Carmen from Gallimbardo. And in the moonlight, he say he love me. I love to hear a sailor tell me that. Like an elephant, I never forget. She never forget. Like an elephant, I never forget. She never forget. Sailor boys have told me what to say. Now I know all about the USA. As Rosemary Clooney with Sailor Boys have talked to me in English. A wonderful record, Rosie. Thank you, Howard. Uh, Jose, I want to ask you a question. Would you like to do a dramatic role opposite Rosie? Do you think that uh, you would like to see her play opposite you in a, in a heavy dramatic thing? I certainly would. As a matter of fact, we're looking for properties now. And uh, a friend of mine, Stanley Donnan, the director at Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, who directed the picture I made there called Deep in My Heart, and I are kind of kicking around a little uh, story for Rosemary and me. You know, I would love to see it. I think so frequently uh, throughout life, all of us, of course, and particularly you people, uh, great people in the profession, get yourself into a, uh, the rudder of cast. You start playing the butler, and you're forever a butler, forever a housemaid. And I would hate to think that the world w won't accept Rosemary Clooney as something more than a singer, because I know that they will. I think she's capable of great emotional talents. Well, I agree with you completely, Howard, and I don't say this because uh, she's my wife, because if there's one thing I'm cold-blooded about is acting, including my own. But I think Rosie has a, a very fine acting talent, and I think there's no question about the fact that she will establish herself very firmly as an actress uh, when given the chance. Well, Rosie, if you've given uh, Boss Man permission to look for a, a dramatic piece for you both, it must be that you're in uh, a happy agreement with him that you'd like to do something like that. I tell you, I, I, uh, I think that if... Uh... 
if he thinks that a story would be right, and I have I have great faith in him as a, as a as a director and that kind of, that kind of a thing. He would be a good judge. What I can't figure out is why she isn't looking for songs for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had a couple of good selling records of that together, but I think yeah, well, that probably your forty lies in the acting field. Columbia hey, recovered from that too. <laughs> what 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 do you think of of uh, of Joe's um, Shrike? Isn't that something? You know, he wrote that theme. No, I did not know he wrote it. Isn't that something? He did write theme music for that show. That's right. When did you find this talent, Jose? Well, the writing of the song was a complete accident. I had a band when I was in college, but uh, I, I just uh, heard this tune in my head one day about a year and a half ago when Rosie and I were in Europe, and I scribbled it on the back of an envelope, and uh, then I played it for the fellows at Universal, and they liked it. There are two records of it out, Howard. I don't know why I mentioned this to you. <laughs> well, I think it's a pretty good place to mention it. Drop a word around these circles. It might get played once or twice. We've played it a number of times, Jose, but I'm sorry to say I did not recognize the composer as being you. I, I guess I didn't look at the small print. I just looked at the fact that it was conducted by someone. Les Baxter. Right. Yeah. Well, now we have to take your leave. I'm uh, terrifically happy that we were able to get together on this Labor Day morning. Thank you so very much, Rosemary Clooney and Jose Ferrar, and I'm glad the horses got you up at 5.30 so I didn't have to at 8.30. <laughs> Thank wonderful. you, Howard. Look Thank forward you, to seeing Howard. you next time we're in Chicago. And please hurry back. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Two very wonderful people from the show world, Mr. Jose Ferrar, of course, the talented gentleman from stage and screen, and also from records, I might add, and Rosemary Clooney, the movie star, and, of course, also... A great seller on Columbia Records. This is Howard Miller speaking to all the world from Chicago. Thank you for being with us in this Memorial Day, or rather this Labor Day morning. Uh, it's a memorable fact in our life. That's what we were trying to say. And we'll see you tomorrow with an exciting show. We hope you join us for Wrigley Spearman Chewing Gum. Take it wherever you go today. Bye-bye, everyone. You've just heard The Howard Miller Show with music on records brought to you from Chicago by Wrigley's Spearmint Gum. Be sure to join Howard Miller tomorrow at this same time when his guest will be the Crew Cuts from the Claypool Hotel in Indianapolis. This is the CBS Radio Network.